reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. are going to learn this verse. Amen. Look at the person standing by your side. Look at the person behind you. Just around, look around, find somebody. Now, compare yourself to that person. Look at yourself. Look at yourself first. And look at that person in front of you. Are you the same? Are you the same? So that's the first thing that you and your neighbor are different people. Now the verse is asking is dealing with the reason why you and your neighbor are different. So who makes you? Something has made you to be different from the person you are with. So the first question is somebody is asking you who makes you to differ from another. Now, you are different because you have something that your friend doesn't have. Like there's a woman here with a big stomach. Come, come. And you too, come. Actually, they're all wearing like whitish, white, same beautiful lady. Are they not beautiful? But are they different? Yeah. Now, so the question is, who makes you to be different from her? Because she is different from her. Now, the difference is because she has something that this one doesn't have. So, what she has, she didn't manufacture it. She received it from the Lord. Of course, from somewhere else also. So, what has thou that thou dost not receive? So, who maketh thee to differ from another? And what has thou, because the differences we have are a result of what we have that someone doesn't have. You are an engineer and he is an apprentice. You have a car and he is walking to church. But what you have, you received it. So, he said, what do you have that you did not receive? So, if you received it, why do you glory as if you did not receive it? Do you see the point? So, the question is that, who makes you to differ from what another? And it is because of what you have. So, he says, what has thou that thou didst not receive. 
So if you received it, then why do you glory as if you did not receive it? It should keep you humble. So there's a verse on humility. So let's read it again. One go. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse. And look at the two of them as you read. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou? This thing. What hast thou? That thou didst not receive. Now. If thou received it. Why dost thou glory? As if thou hast not received it. Is it not easy? Let's read it for the last time. One go. For First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou? That thou didst not receive. Now. If thou received it. Why dost thou glory? As if thou hadst not received it. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. Is it, is it easy now? Turn it off and let's quote. One go. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now, if thou received it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. You can sit down now. You may be seated. Please quote it to your neighbor for two minutes, uh, for 10 seconds. One go. For who maketh thee? Now, now, please listen. Please listen. All jokes aside, this verse is a very important verse that should humble everyone. It takes pride from you. Because as you go around, you find yourself having something that makes you more powerful than your neighbor. All of us. The apprentice here, the mechanic, if you come and stand by me, you can easily be proud because you know a lot that I don't know. If my car has a problem, I won't take it to my house. I will bring it to you. So always, we are different. And the question is, who makes you to be different from another? And it's because of what you have, the knowledge you have. And it's said, what do you have that you did not receive? So if you received it, the, the word which is strange in this whole verse is the word glory. It's an old word which means to boast. So if you received it, I mean like if the two of you, you are not married, she is married. So she can become very proud and look down on you. But the question is, who makes you to differ from her? And what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you received it, then why do you boast? Why do you glory as if you did not receive it and that you manufactured what you have from your bedroom to keep you humble? It's a humility scripture. So quote it to your neighbor. Tell you, ask, ask, ask the neighbor the question. Help me to preach. I'm preaching already. 
Please ask your neighbor. For First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7. And ask the question. For And what has thou that thou didst not receive? So now, if you receive it, why dost thou boast glory as though thou hast not received it? First Corinthians chapter 4. Yes. Is it nice? Now, I want to at this time thank all of you for your gifts. And I want to say God bless you for the love you've shown and for being a part of this family. I want to thank your pastor, Pastor Akins, for, for leading you to honor me on my birthday. And uh, I believe that God is going to justly recompense you. Justly repay you for the honor you have bestowed on me. As you know, the service has ended, really because our time is up. I was going to preach a very beautiful message this morning from chapter 16 of this book, and that is why you must choose full-time ministry. Why you must choose you know, I'm sure you ask, why have I selected such a fantastic? It's, it is almost something which doesn't relate to anybody here. Because I'm the only one in full-time ministry, as I see now. And most of you will never be in full-time ministry. Most, if not all. But the reason for choosing to teach this message is to redefine full-time ministry so that you can enter full-time ministry. Full-time ministry is not serving God for a church to pay you. Earning a salary from a church it's not full-time ministry. Otherwise, then our security man, Isa, a Muslim, is a full-time pastor in the church. The second security man is seven. Then he is a full-time pastor in the church. Collecting money from a church does not mean you are in full-time ministry. That's the reason I'm preaching this message. That full-time ministry is giving your all to the service of God. Your all. Paul told Timothy in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, he said, give yourself holy. Meditate on these things. But he said, give thyself wholly, completely. So, today, I am asking everybody to choose full-time ministry. 
And from today, you see, if you are a student, you can be a full-time shepherd. Yes. If you are here, you work in the bank. You can work in the bank and give yourself to the ministry full-time. I remember I was listening to a message by Bishop Oedipo years ago. A pastor, a bishop in Nigeria. When he was a young boy, a student, class five or four, he was very zealous for the Lord. Preaching in the classrooms, witnessing. And then one day, a teacher called him and told him that, young man, concentrate on your education because you are a student. You are not a pastor. And he said, as young as he was as a four-year-old or a, a, a grade five, a class five or class four, he told his teacher that, sir, I want to inform you that I am a full-time Christian and a part-time student. <laughs> that wherever I am, I must be a Christian. And a Christian must witness. So whether I am in school, I am in, I'm preaching already. Whether I'm in the office, whether I'm in the market, I am a full-time Christian. And a part-time student. How many years of my life am I going to be a student? So, those of us who are shepherds already, I invite you to full-time ministry. You are the shepherd of a bustle. You are the shepherd. So, so when you see the word full time here, God, the next week I'm going to be reading to you. Don't think in terms of like me, Bishop Ogo, who is paid by the church to be a pastor. Think in terms of yourself giving your all. All. In school, you can think about your convicts and send a text to your convicts. In your bedroom, you can wake up at 2 a.m. thinking about the work of God. Actually, ministry is not supposed to be done part-time. No, 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 no. And that is why many shepherds, many lay pastors are not blessed. Because they do it with half of their hearts. Waiting for the day they will earn money from the church. But you don't need to earn money. The reason why many Christians are not blessed is that they have not given themselves totally to the service of God. You can work in the hospital as a doctor and give yourself fully to the service of God. Oh yes. It's not a good example to give because it is painful for some people. But when those two plays entered and went into the Twin Towers in New York. The pilots who flew those aeroplanes into the building were not imams. They were not sheikhs. They were students Attending piloting schools. One of what was an engineer. 
One was a pilot. They were not priests. But the learning how to fly a plane, the mind was that they were learning it to further the cause of Islam. Yes, so you see him in the school, but he's in the school. See, some of you, if you are, your mind was that you are studying to, to be educated so that you can be a pastor, you will make more impact in your life than, than your 20% you are getting. That's how some people in other religions think. That as he's a doctor, he's a lawyer, whatever he's doing, he's a full-time Muslim, full-time Buddhist. So you may see him earning money, but the money he's earning, <laughs> and from where he's earning that money, that is not his life. That is not how we Christians think. When you get a good job and f- from a bank, from a hospital, from an office, then that place becomes your life. And that is why we are not being blessed by God. Where you earn a salary from cannot be your life. And I will encourage you to get a good job. Negotiate your terms of employment well and earn money. But where the money comes from, that place cannot be your life. Oh, how this church will be different. If all of us here, students, housewives, bankers, lawyers, engineers, if all of us had the mind that we are engineers, we are doctors, we are carpenters, we are drivers, fine, to earn money, but we are going to serve God full time. Full time. In the office, as you are driving, in your church, or you are witnessing, It is that mind that is not in us that has left the burden of caring for the house of God. That's not how Muslims, any, even, even when they build their house, they add a mosque to it. You know them. But you, we Christians, we don't do that. Because, I mean, for us, God is almost like a Sunday God. I wish my singer was here to sing a song for you. Go in Roma. So I know you brought me a gift, but allow me to, to, to speak the truth to you. Or, or because of your gift, I shouldn't preach. Okay, it's all right. It's okay. Uh, Pastor, please, it's okay. No, no, they brought me a gift, so I'll, I'll offend them. No, you can come for your gift, but I will speak the truth to you. That you cannot be a devil from Monday to Saturday and come to church with a gift as a nice Christian. Be real. What work do you do? You're a student or you don't work? You're a student. You can be a full-time minister and a student. That's how the church can change. But so far, you have left the burden, even you yourself, we must come and visit you. I wonder even if you've made up your mind to be a member of this church. Are you a member of this church? Ah, she has not made up her mind. So even the stability that is required, and it's the same for many of us here. 
if there's a little problem in the church, you will run away. And that's why the church is not a glorious church. Because we are in the church without a full-time mentality. We are part-time, I don't know whether it's part-time Christians or part-time devils. I shouldn't preach. Don't come. Don't come next week. If you don't like this church, go to the church. Here, we speak truth. In this church, we speak truth. God saved you so that you'll be a full-time minister. Whenever the church decides to engage you and pay you, that's a different whatever. Money does not define the terms and the rules of engagement. Like he said, he was not well. Where's Richard? Was I paying you? He wasn't well. He took some para and went to have his basal meeting. Nobody is, but that is a full-time minister. Full-time. It's not money that the church is paying you. Yeah. If all of us gave ourselves to care for the house of God, the church would be different. Be different, but the church is not on our minds. And I'm telling you that your prosperity is directly related to the inputs you make into the house of God. Yeah. That's why the average Muslim is richer than the average Christian. You may see them in their things, you know, you may think they, but the, the money inside them, you have, you have no idea. When he, when, when he lifts up his, uh, 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 what? Dalabia. I said, when he lifts it up, what you see at the back, the, the dollars, you are here. Even, even, even some of you, you sleep in a car. Ordinary accommodation, you don't have. They, they build and build most. May your heart be transformed today. I'm speaking to students. I'm speaking to, I'm looking at your face and I'm telling you that. Don't make your walk with God a Sunday only walk. So next week, I'm expecting half the church to come. I'm, I'm sure you won't come. What you will hear next week? <laughs> Will you come? Yeah. I will. I pray for life. Father, give me life next week. Next week, you will be a full-time shepherd. Full-time Christian. Full-time pastor. But until that time, our time is over. So let's stand to our feet and we close. Has it been a good service? God bless you all. Stand to your feet and let's close. We want to Take our communion. And I want you to please close your eyes. Please close your eyes. Everyone. And before we take our communion today, if you are here right now, your friend invited you, you came yourself, but you are every eye closed and every head bowed. Every eye closed. Close your eyes, please, and bow your head. If you are here today, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here, you want to be born again. Please lift up your right hand. I want to pray for you today to receive Jesus Christ. Yes, I can see your hand. Lift it up now. God bless you. Pastor, I'm not a thief. 
I'm not an armed robber. I'm not a drunkard. I'm a normal, regular, but I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Every eye closed, every head bowed. You want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal savior. Lift your hands now, wherever you are. Lift it up now. God bless you. Lift it high. I want to see it high. God bless you. And if your hand is up, please come to me in front here. I want to pray for you. Come, my dear, come. Come. God bless you. Come to Jesus. Yes, you are going to be a full-time Christian. Not a devil on Tuesday and a saint on Sunday. Clap your hands for them. Full-time Christians are coming. God bless you. I welcome you to a new life. A life with Jesus. It's a beautiful life. Please wait. Don't share. We are about to pray. Please wait. Those with the elements, please wait. Can we close our eyes and join our wonderful brothers and sisters who have come to give themselves to the Lord full time as born again saints of God. Please, those in front, lift up your two hands. Those in front and say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you today. I'm sorry for my sins. Please have mercy on me and forgive me. I am dirty. I've sinned and I'm dirty. Please wash me. Please cleanse me. Today, I declare that I'm new. I'm starting a new life in Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.